0: Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic.
1: Well, thank you, Matt. I am your host today, Peter Karutz, and we are here live in St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West with Father Augustine Weta. Father, thank you Hello. for being here. He's here. It is
2: always a pleasure.
1: Uh, it is, it and you're always is a pleasure. You're, you're wearing black today. Is that uh, to remind me of death? Uh, but because I
2: wear black every day,
1: because <laughs> I'm a monk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Father Augustine Weta is a monk at the St. Louis Priory, where you're also a teacher. Yep, and a coach. And yep. a coach, and an author. I have one of his books sitting here. And the here.
2: director of vocation, so hurry up if you're not married, come here and become a monk.
1: Hey, you know what? That's, and
2: you're a guy. you got to be a guy. I'm
1: yeah, sorry. well, that's not a bad idea. Uh, well, <laughs> you, ha- you have to really be a guy. So uh, you, you can't just identify as a guy. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Uh, I'm not go down that road. No, because I'll get in trouble and fired again. I just
2: blaspheme, too, on the air. Can you believe that? No. Oh, i got to go. I said, oh. Oh, God.
1: Oh, oh, well. Well,
2: or or maybe that was just a prayer. It was a prayer, right. Right. (laughs) Pious. Anyway,
1: So Father's author, as I get back on track. Father's an author, and I have one of his right. books here. It's a Saving Grace. It's a book about a, a little turtle and <laughs> a, a wheel of some sort. But uh, I gave this to my nephews, and they like it. It's very cool. <laughs> so a children's book. You also have uh, the book Humility Rules, which I gave you.
2: 40,000 copies sold today. Seriously. No, no, no. Wow. Yeah, uh, th- we, just, we just hit over 400 reviews on Amazon. Holy smokes. Going nuts. Yeah, Good stuff. Great. Humility sells. It does, yeah.
1: It. yeah. And it's a great little book. I have got, got a copy in my car, and uh, I gave one to my nephews, uh, who are teenagers. And you know what? It's sort of geared toward them, by them, for them. I
2: hope. But it's good for yeah. us, too. Yeah, it looks like a lot of adults are buying it, yeah.
1: Well, contrary to the rules, I always say we're going to tell, tell you what the title is, what we're going to do. So today's title is JOMO. <laughs> yeah, that's a great uh, that's a great one. Jomo, the joy of missing out, uh, subtitled uh, Peter's Bag of <laughs> Little Tricks here that I Peter's
2: have. Peter's Bag-O-Holiness. Oh, <laughs> we're just going to reach into the bag, and whatever comes out, we're going to talk about it. We're so, going to see how this works. This is the unstructured
1: segment. And so just to give you a clue, what are we talking about, Jomo? But well, these are sort of father's things, if you will. He's a monk, and we're going to talk a little bit about the deathers, Desert Fathers. I which, hope so. Which is a little unusual. Usual, I'm not sure if a lot of folks know a lot about the Desert Fathers. A good friend of mine is uh, that's his uh, his spiritual special speciality, which is mm. really good and really cool. So, Jomo, we're talking about Jomo, Father. You're the guy with the collar. Can you All open right. us up with a prayer? Sure.
2: You're going to make me work overtime
1: on Saturday. In the name
2: of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. God, make us holy and make us wise and patient and healthy, but most importantly, just make us holy. Um, And uh, we uh, we, we pray, we uh, we wrap all these requests and and all the unspoken intentions of our heart up in the mantle of Our Lady as we say, Hail Mary, full Full of of grace, grace, the Lord Lord is with with thee. Blessed art thou thou amongst women, women. and blessed is is the the fruit of of thy womb, womb, Jesus.
1: Pray Pambo, Father, Son, yeah. Holy Spirit, I man. I guess father, uh, Saint Pambo has some time to intercede for us, huh?
2: Yeah. Well, he's one of those desert fathers. Can I read you a de- uh, my what, my very favorite desert yes, father story? Yes, please. This is yeah. This is my own translation. Uh, well, it, actually, it's not even fair to call it a translation because I used a dictionary and someone else's translation to make it <laughs> to translate it. But anyway, a young philosopher went into the de- the. Well, I guess, actually. I guess I better tell who the de- the desert Desert fathers were the very, very first monks. Right. Uh, right after the Romans quit persecuting Christians, they still wanted to be martyred, but they couldn't get hanged, drawn, and quartered, or fed to lions or whatever, or burned at the stake. So they just went out into the desert and led these really ascetic lives. Jomo. They Jomoed all over the place, yeah. And they, um, they they actually called themselves spiritual athletes, athlete dei. That they, um, they would compete in things like fasting and, uh, and even, they'd even compete in humbl- humility. They would insult <laughs> each other to see who could take it the longest. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, but they would live by themselves in the desert. Sometimes they'd take a young monk as an apprentice. And most of the stories and sayings we have are just little tiny, like, paragraphs, little stories about – young men seeking their wisdom. So here's, here's one of my favorite ones. A young philosopher went into the desert seeking wisdom and apprenticed himself for three years to a monk who did nothing but insult him. Every day the monk would wake up, insult the philosopher, demand payment, and dismiss him. At the end of three years, he finally told the young man to leave. Well, thinking to himself he had wasted his time, the philosopher headed for Athens where he had heard there was much wisdom to be learned. There he found an old man sitting at the city gates taunting everyone who passed. When the philosopher passed by, the old scoundrel mocked him as well, but the young man laughed. "'Why do you laugh when I taunt you?' asked the old man." Because I've been praying for the, I've been paying for that for three years, and you just gave it to me for free. <laughs> the old man bowed low and said, "The city is
1: yours." <laughs> That's fantastic.
2: Yeah, I love these stories. There, there's all, there's almost always a little humor in there as well.
1: So, and as long as we're talking about the Desert Fathers, so I'm going to take out my little bag of stuff. So, where does this come from? This is in my car. I always, always think you got to have something for somebody if if you run into them, yep, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. I got this this little little mini intimate rosary thing that you Aww. can give to someone to put on their um, uh, windshield? Not <laughs> windshield, their uh, uh, rear view mirror, right? Mirror. right? So
2: I, I heard somewhere you weren't supposed to do that.
1: But, uh, well, I'm but you know not what? the
2: first rule it, I'm breaking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, well, I'm not going to. I don't know who said it, so I'm not going <laughs> to
1: contradict it. But uh, I, I got a brown scapular. Oh, there you go. I got all kinds of assorted little holy coins of uh, Our Lady, See, which is good, coming this, up.
2: This is one of the great things about, one of the lucky things about being born Catholic is that you have we, all these, it's so fun. We like, got stuff. You know, when they jettisoned holy medals and saints and all that stuff, they, they got rid of all the fun stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that, like... Ninety percent of evangelization can just be done by say, by pointing to how much how entertaining the Catholic Church is. I mean, you've got holy medals and and silly saints and desert fathers, and you've got incense, incense and candles, and and I, it's all it's all play. It's holy play, but it's but it's it's play nonetheless, and.
1: So here I'm disappointed. This bag is kind of old and ratty. There's a hole in it, and I only have one of these left. So I what you, is it? Oh, I'm going to show it to you. So no, I give this. To, like I that, gave this no. to everybody I could find, and now I can't buy them anymore. So you you Hello. read it. Do I
2: get the last? Oh, you get Are the last. Giving you get- it to me. You get the last Lord one. Jesus Christ, Son of. Oh, <laughs> it says, "Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner." Amen. Yeah. Well, that's the Desert Fathers for you. Do I get to keep this? You get I'm, to keep it. I'm going to keep it. And, and it's cool. good for
1: your key ring too. Yeah. holes in there.
2: Oh, man. If anybody can find one of
1: these square Jesus prayers. It's um, called the Jesus Prayer, and it's something the yeah. monks used to say yeah. over yeah. and over. Well,
2: they didn't have a lot of theology at that point. They just sort of had the scriptures, and not even the scriptures as they would finally be written out because Nicaea, the council, didn't come for a little while. Uh, and so they just... They were like, well, we want to be holy. We want to be full of the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? So they went back and they looked at the gospel, the um, letters of Saint Paul, and Saint Paul says, "No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the power of the Spirit." So they go, so they just walked around all day saying, "Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus." But of course, the problem was that the devil doesn't like that, so. They were tempted all the time. Demons were bothering them. So they said, well, what do we do about the demons? So they went back to St. Paul. St. Paul says, at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow in heaven and on earth and, and under the earth. So they thought, oh, well, if we just... Kills two birds with one stone, keeps you full of the spirit, and keeps the demons on their knees, so you just walk and eventually, it eventually there are different forms of the Jesus prayer, but this is the one that's most common this Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner and it, it's it, it's really i i um there's a famous orthodox priest named Callistos Ware, who I befriended while I was doing my theology at Oxford, and he pointed out that it it the 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 phrase gets smaller as you get to the to the end. It says, "Lord, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner." Right? That it, it's it it as it gets closer to you, it get the 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 ideas get smaller and smaller. But more but most importantly, it, it will and then it also happens to be exactly the length of a human breath, so you can say it while you breathe. And and I, I don't know if I ever told you this about mm-hmm. Father Luke, who founded my monastery. I was on he taught me the Desert Fathers, the, the the Desert Fathers and the Jesus Prayer. And the idea was that it was such a simple phrase you could say it all day no matter what you were doing. And he and when you talk to him toward the end, he would he would say, Lord Jesus. It would kind of slip out in the middle of his have mercy on us, the sinner, like in the middle of conversation as his mind started to go because he'd been saying it so long, it sort of permeated everything he was doing. And on his deathbed, we were keeping watch, and two monks as you're dying, if you're an old monk, two monks. One will kneel on either side of your bed as you're dying. Until you go. And I was I was kneeling there, and he was in a coma, and his lips were moving. He was still saying the des- the, the Jesus prayer as he died. It was really pretty amazing. He was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Like, I couldn't believe it. it um, I was telling
1: you about a friend of mine, uh, Steve McCain, who that is. I mean, he's a professor of Chinese language and, and business, but his specialty is the be- Desert Fathers. And he told me the exact same thing. He says, when these monks are dying, even though they don't have the breath to say it, but you can see their lips moving. Yeah. And isn't yeah. that also an answer I'm to I'm glad Paul? to
2: hear that happens other places, too, yeah. that, that it really does work that way. Paul told us. That's, I, I almost. I, I have a confession to make. I almost never say the rosary. I have a rosary with me. I make rosaries all the time. I believe in the power of the rosary, but I. But I'm. I'm usually so preoccupied. I just say the Jesus prayer on the rosary. Yeah. Um, oh, dude. And I figured. Oh. Mary's all right with that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He. She. She, she likes him <laughs> She's cool with it. A lot. Jesus yeah. and I are tight. He <laughs> understands.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, th- this uh, uh, and, and it's, you were talking about stuff, right? Yeah. So that little little metal square I gave you—it's a great thing to give people because it doesn't matter whether you're Catholic or Protestant or whatever. It, it's something that's sort of universal, yeah. right? It's well, it, yeah, except that you know, whenever
2: uh, I, I don't know in in England when the Protestant Reformation hit, they got rid of a lot of that stuff. Then they brought it all back, but a lot of places like. You know, this graven images that don't worship. And they think Catholics worship these things because,
1: except now, why? Why? I was just at the house of a great friend of mine who is <laughs> a very, very, very Orthodox, if there is such a thing. Protestant. Uh, guess what he has out on his uh, uh, on his mantle? A right statue now? of Our Lady. Yeah. Really? Seriously? And, and Joseph. well, if Jesus
2: loved his mother. We couldn't. We can't.
1: And too. Joseph, and Jesus, and the animals, and the wise men. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's, the graven images are bad, except at Christmas time. Oh, we're, we're not confused that we're worshiping the, those little statues hadn't at Christmas. I thought of yeah, that. Yeah, it's you're the, right. Everybody does the Christmas It's the dispensation.
2: Right? Yeah. Huh, I never thought of that. Well, that's, you know, that I've been thinking a lot about these arguments we've been getting. I, just everybody just seems so out. I heard it called the culture of outrage. Everyone's yeah, just so right. furious with each other, no matter who you are. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I wasn't especially excited to see a, a pro-choice candidate elected to president. But at the same time, it's not the end of the world you know, as long as we can try to find common ground with people with whom we disagree. And the the assumption is that just if people don't share our opinions, then they're evil. And uh, now I think Planned Parenthood is evil. But I, I also think that some people are just confused or mistaken, you know, and, and that if we start with you're an evil person, we're just not going to get anywhere. And well, well, I think maybe starting with the crash is a great way to – Find common ground, common with ground. our Protestant brothers and sisters. You know, common ground.
1: Yeah, and this is St. This is St. Louis, Missouri. This is St. Joseph Radio presents, coming to you live with Father Augustin Weta. Getting I'm, a little edgy. Uh, ha, ha, yeah, and I'm Peter Karutz, uh, and we said our prayer. I don't get fired. We're all good. Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw out a phone number before we we go any further here. Uh, Ooh, are we taking calls? No, we can't. Aww. You know, you know. I tell you what, call in and complain, guys. That you, we're not taking <laughs> calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't been. That's fired what
2: they really need good. more around here is more complaints. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So six three six four four seven six thousand. I'm going to come back and tell you why. Hey, on January first, there's going to be a. It's a service at six p.m. at uh, Saint Angela Marisi. Uh, 3860 North Highway 67. And there's going to be benediction and a holy hour. But the 2nd of January, which is Saturday, after the 8 a.m. Mass, it's okay to go to Mass, guys. Yay. Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Come on, guys. Unless unless you are truly sick or truly, truly vulnerable, uh, you got to go to Mass. Unless that, or you're traveling by ox cart. Yeah. All right.
1: Let me come back to that, but tell you that after the 8 a.m. Mass on the the 2nd of January, Father Augustine is going to be talking. Yay! So go to the 8... What what time are you going to start talking? I'm going to tell you exactly... What what time will I finish talking is the... (laughs) (laughs) Once I
2: start, you're going to stop
1: me. (laughs) But you're going to start after Mass. So you come to Mass, and then you go. So the the Mass thing, oh, my goodness. I I, got to tell you, Father, there was a time where the couple of months, 10 weeks or so, that the churches Mm. were quite literally closed. Yeah. I, I I I thought about it. I have never gone that long without going to Mass. Even as a baby, my parents brought me to Mass. I never well, you said Mass for yourself, yeah. I guess. Oh yeah, I had the sacraments
2: like it was nobody's business. I live with twenty priests, but I do wonder I mean, our our poor bishops are in such a terrible position, but gosh, I mean, if we took our spiritual health, spiritual well being half as seriously as we take our physical well being I think we'd be a, the world would look a lot different. I mean, when was the last time you saw someone excommunicated for spiritual
1: death? You know? Father, <laughs> but, put me in charge. Execute, i would go do it.
2: We we, we we excommunicate people all the time because we think they might get us sick. Anyway, I, I probably shouldn't say I, I'm not a doctor, and I, I don't. And nobody's elected me to any position of authority, so. But come on, <laughs> we, let's have some priorities here. Well, what's the most important thing in the world? Your body or your soul? There and, you go. Now, and I agree. You know, you don't want to put other people's bodies at shame, wear, at risk. Wear a mask. You know, be be reasonable. But we got to get praying. I mean, this yeah. is silly. you know. Well, and we gotta put watching the... Mass on television does not take place of receiving the Eucharist. I'm no,
1: sorry. it doesn't. No, yeah, And you know what? Let's put it in perspective. As you said, I have a red car, and I like to drive at least the speed <laughs> limit. I don't drive 165 miles an hour, but I, I, I take a reasonable calculated risk. Yeah. I got up this morning. I got out of bed. I got in the car, and I came here. Go to mass. At 100 miles an hour. At 100. It's a calculated... <laughs> go, to, go to mass, for goodness sakes. And I'll tell you what, look, if we are really worried about dying, and I think the probability is 100% that we're going to, hey, how about going to confession? Be prepared. Oh, man. Yeah, Be prepared come on. to die. Are you excited about this inoculation
2: for no. COVID? I'm yes. No. You <laughs> yeah, are? Yeah, I am. I, oh. want this, I want this vaccine to come out. I'm excited. But... How about being inoculated against sin? Huh? <laughs> How about get you can get that anytime you want. Call me or come to St. Louis Abbey. I will personally sit in the confessional all day if there's a crowd out there, but so you gotta
1: know, want it. You gotta want it. So I know we're not talking about what you said we we're gonna talk about. We're not but, talking about but, what COVID. But, but we will. Uh oh. You know, oh the yeah. confession we're... thing is really good. Look, it's out there, it's available, it's a, a, almost any church including St. Louis Abbey, yeah. but What if what if you're not feeling like you're really ready to go to confession? You don't feel that great great sorrow. Can you still go to confession?
2: Well, I don't I don't really feel like uh, taking my medicine most of the time. But if I don't, I get sick. So you know, whether it it has nothing to do with feelings. That's the beauty of the sacrament is that it is all God's grace. It's it's it has nothing to. Well, you do have to mean it. But, you know, none of us is perfectly penitent, or rarely are we perfectly penitent. And so, yeah, you, you go to confession, both to forgive the sins you've committed, but also to stock up on grace to resist the, the same sins the next time
1: around. And it's part of the human condition. I love the story of the prodigal son, because there's so many dynamics to it. The, the good son, so to speak, good son, told his dad, no, I'm not going to go and work in the field. Right. But he did it. That's right. He did it. So go. Go to confession. The church is open.
2: Yeah. In fact, I think I have – oh, yes, I do have a desert father story about this. Uh, but I, uh, And I'm trying to see if I can find it real quick. Nah. But also, I'll just tell it to you that because I've told it to people in confession before. Because they come to me and they say, oh, I just did all the same stuff I did last time. and And that is a temptation. You know, you say, well, if it weren't – If it were working, I wouldn't have to come back and confess the same sins. But there's a story about an old monk of the desert who took on this young apprentice, and the apprentice would come to him every week. And and be insulted. And uh, and confess his (laughs) sins and be on his way. And then one month, the kid stopped coming. And the monk, the old monk, he knew he was there. He just wasn't coming to confession anymore and finally he went to him and he said are you okay and he said oh I'm fine he said, he said it's just that obviously it wasn't doing any good because I'm still the same sinful person I was before and he said okay but could you come back to my my hut I I need an I need you to do me a favor so the young one came back with him and he said I have two jugs of oil and one of them could you just pour it out for me so he did so now now would you wash it for me so he did he said well I've changed my mind fill it up with oil again so he filled it up with oil again. He said, nah, wash it out. But he did this all day, changing his mind back and forth, back and forth. Wash the wash the jar of oil, fill it up with oil. Then finally he said, okay, now dump it out one more time. He says, that oil, that, that jug that you keep pouring out and rewashing, which, which one of the, is that cleaner or is the other one? And the kid says, well, you're right. Yeah. Even though I keep putting oil back into it, the fact that I keep cleaning it makes a difference, right?
1: Yeah, and you know we we that's a great story in Desert Fathers. This is not a Desert Fathers story, but think about a father, right? Yeah. Or and and you have a child who is learning to walk, right? Yeah. And this child is falling, but but the cheering that we do when that child takes that first and second and third step, and then it falls. So what does the father do? He cheers when, when, when this child is gets taking the back first, up again. Does he lambast him and criticize the fall? No, yeah. he already knows he's going to fall. That the, the, the child <laughs> is going to fall. The father knows he's going to fall, but he wants to pick him up and, and have him walk. <laughs> a brother asked, here's another good story.
2: <laughs> a, brother, Abba, a brother asked Abba Sisawis Abba, they called them, which is the uh, Aramaic for father. Uh, A brother asked Abba Sisselis, what should I do if I fall into sin? The old man answered, get up. But what if I should fall back into sin? Get up again. And if I continue to fall? Get up again and again, he said. You never know when death will come for you. You might get lucky. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. It is. They're, They're surprisingly... Down to earth, these guys. You
1: yeah, know? yeah, and, and uh, you know, one, it's the one more time, right? Yeah, get up. You know what? What's that old saying? You know, it isn't. It isn't. Uh, I think it was the great philosopher Michael Jordan. He uh, he, he said, hmm. uh, "It is. It isn't. Ab- it isn't about uh, succeeding. It's about coming back every time you fail." Mm. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The yes. But it is about overcoming failure eventually. Right. Because <laughs> right. he was Michael Jordan. <laughs>
1: right, right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah, no, I agree with that. It's about, co- yeah, I mean, well, that's, yeah.
1: And it's good practice, too. I think the other great, that other great philosopher, uh, uh, Larry Bird, uh, he, he, the people used to criticize him. They say, your form is terrible. You know, you, 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 hardly, really? you hardly jump. Uh, it, it looks like you're just getting lucky when the ball goes in. It, it really does. Yeah. It looks like you're getting lucky. And he says, you know what? The more I practice, the luckier I get.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and didn't he do something like five? He shot like five hundred free throws after every practice.
1: Absolutely. He and yeah. and uh, and Jordan did something similar. After every practice, he took a 100- hundred. Uh, uh, not free throws, but jump shots. Right, really, just a hundred of them. And and Larry Bird did the same thing. I know yeah. he just, and that's what this this is. It is the keeping getting up.
2: Well, and here's the irony, right? That everybody acknowledges you can't be a great basketball player without practicing. Yeah, but everybody says. Oh, I don't pray because I don't get anything out of it. Well, you wouldn't get anything out of basketball if you didn't practice either. If you don't practice your prayer, if you don't practice your faith, no wonder you don't get anything out of yeah. it. it. This is like the only thing in the world that people think they can just, t- just hit it off right off the bat. Pract- prayer takes practice just like any other human endeavor. Uh, yeah. You might get lucky every now and then, and God gives you this grace-filled moment, but... By and large it's just like anything else it like sweat and perseverance.
1: Yeah if you had a, a young person who didn't show up for practice for 3 weeks straight and then went into the game Yeah. I don't I don't think that would sound like the wisest thing in the world to <laughs> or do. I don't you know people people
2: lately I've been talking to people who said well I watch mass on TV now. And I'm like well yeah, well, playing basketball is a lot different from watching it on TV,
1: isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but watching it, watching basketball on TV isn't going to make you a better basketball player, or at least not much, not if you don't practice. Anyway. Well, uh, you now, know. Th- now, by the way, I just I feel like I ought to issue a caveat there because there are some people, some elderly people who are really endangered who have to stay at home. But at least, at least be sorry that you have to stay at home. And I, I'm sorry for you that that has to be the case. You know. And it's true, yeah. You, you know, it's no doubt, there, there are there are some people who are greatly and at risk.
1: Don't come to mass if you're going to make everybody sick. Obviously, yeah. right? And and you know we don't need uh, just to carry down this. We don't need this general dispensation because if I we are not. if we are sick, we're yeah. dispensed or from vulnerable coming, yeah, or vulnerable or vulnerable. Yeah, Absolutely. Don't. So yeah. so that is a general dispensation that has always been there that we don't need to worry about. But yeah. this so called general dispensation that nobody has to go to mass is nonsense. Yeah. I mean yeah. it. it yeah, I was talking nonsense. to a close
2: friend of mine recently. who was like, "Oh, I'm watching on TV." I'm like, "Oh no, you don't. You're healthy." <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, just just to make a little bit of fun of this, my we we were watching Mass on TV during the time that we yeah, couldn't go. Sure. Okay, we did, and uh, oh boy, we got the music. So I'll uh, just uh, hopefully nobody listens to this. So we, uh, to be <laughs> honest, uh, we may have brought coffee with us, and uh, so we had <laughs> mass, we had coffee, and Carolyn, my daughter, said. I wonder if they'll ever put coffee cup holders at mass. And, and, And we all laughed. I told my Protestant friend this, and he looks at me and he says... We do. <laughs> you, you don't have coffee cup holders? We go to worship at Mass. So, all right, tell some folks that we're talking about the Desert Fathers, even though we're not. Come on back in a couple of minutes. I don't know when this segment ends, but do so. Call a friend. Tell them we're talking about the Desert Fathers and a bunch of other stuff. I still have a few more things in my Your bag. Bag-o-holiness. Bag-o-holiness. So come on back in a couple of minutes, please. We're with Father Augustine Weta.
0: <laughs> Woohoo! Looking for a way to teach your children about our Catholic faith? Colby Academy has the solution. Offering a curriculum that is loyal to the Magisterium, Classical, Ignatian, flexible and affordable, Colby can help with all your homeschooling needs. We offer a wide range of services, including live online courses for those looking for assistance teaching their students, recorded self-paced courses for those who want teacher instruction while needing the flexibility to move at their own pace, and traditional homeschool courses for maximum flexibility and home education. Our support services include advising for parents record-keeping and transcript services a grading service standardized testing and guidance and college counseling for more information check out their website at colby.org that's k-o-l-b-e.org or give them a call area code 707-255-6499 that's 707-255-6499 it's Colby Academy including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen No Kemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. <laughs>
1: And we're back. Uh, This is Peter Karutz, your host today on St. Joseph Radio Presents Live, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, with Father Augustine Weta. Hmm. Father, say hi. Hello. And we're talking about the the Desert Fathers and Catholic Jokes. So here you go, Catholic Joke of the Day. Are you ready? So St. Francis was a very famous guy in his day, and he's riding around on his horse. And by the way, I don't think he was a priest. I think he was a brother, wasn't he, Francis? Uh, He was never
2: a priest. He was never a priest.
1: But everyone thought he was a priest. So this, this, uh, this guy, he's seeing him passing by on this horse. And he says, Father, Father, I, I'm having trouble with my prayer. Can you help me? So he gets off his horse. He comes, well, what's the, what's the problem? He says, I cannot keep my mind on my prayer. I keep, oh. I keep slipping away. I can't pay attention. My mind wanders. He says, what can I do? And he says, he says, uh, he says uh, uh, brother, all you have to do is sit here and say, one Paternoster, one Our Father, and I will give you my horse. Well, that was like saying, I'm going to give you my brand new red car in those days. <laughs> so he says, Father, I only have to say one, one paternoster, and, and you'll give me your horse? Yes. So he starts. And I don't know it in Latin, paro because still yeah. in cielo. Do I get the saddle, too? So he blew uh... it. He blew it. Oh, no. So he wasn't keeping his mind on prayer. That doesn't ah. happen to monks, though, does it? No, never. Well, actually,
2: <laughs> yes, because t- I've got a great Desert Father story exactly on that is- uh, issue. Uh, okay, and this is one of my favorites as well. Uh, one day, wishing to distract Abba Pombo from his prayers, the demons gathered together and stuck feathers to one of their own to make him look like an angel. Then, hoping to make the old man laugh, they marched the feathered fiend around his cell, carrying him on their shoulders and chanting, Go, 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 go. (laughs) Indeed, Pambo did laugh, and so the demons celebrated. Ha, ha, ha! We made Pambo laugh. The old monk shook his head and replied, I was just now reading in the scriptures about the powerlessness of the devil and his minions, so I couldn't help noticing how many of you it took to imitate just one angel. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. And here's another one. Abba Sisouis of Calamon. What, what is Abba? Um, father, father. Father. Yeah. Arabic. Uh, Ar- Aramaic. Aramaic. Well, I guess it's Arabic as well. Yeah. Uh, Abba Sisuus of Calamon slept through his prayers so often that to stay awake, he started saying them on the edge of a cliff. Oops. During one of these prayers, an angel of God appeared to him and said, Sisawis, stop it. Don't do this again and don't teach anyone else to do it either. Then the angel carried him somewhere safer
1: <laughs> well, that's pretty cool how, how, how did we how, okay. do we how do we know about yeah. this well, that's
2: what I love so much about this is clearly he told this story on himself right because there was no one there to witness it that and in the um in the archaeology business in the we we have something called the criterion of embarrassment, hmm. which you can you can tell the truth of a historical Claim a lot of times by how much it would embarrass the teller, right? Oh, what was that? Well, so if I if I show up at work and I say on my way over here, I um, uh, I. Uh, what's, I don't know. Or this weekend, I shot five holes in one. You know, uh, everybody would sort of not doubt it. But if I came to work and I said, This weekend, I totally shanked it at the golf course and I didn't make a single yeah. hit or whatever you say, it, well, that's the second is far more believable because it's it embarrasses the teller. So the fact that he would tell this story on himself, yeah, that he yeah, slept yeah, through yeah, his yeah. prayers, it, it lends to its credibility. Yeah. So
1: these stories are great. Now, I, I got to tell you, there's a, a – I guess I mentioned them before as a buddy of mine who's uh, into the Desert Fathers. He has something, and I'm going to terribly mispronounce it. Correct me. He has something called the Philokalia.
2: Yeah, the philicalia. There are, It's also called the um – Oh no. Now that I've got it's that one the word in book my Book of
1: loves, mind. loves or
2: the The, the Apathegmata Patrum Egyptiorum. Oh yeah. In Latin. Yeah. But it's it's the word the words of the fathers. they there's some in Greek, some in Aramaic, some in Latin and there're different collections. There's an alphabetical collection, there's a thematic collection. Um but, but a lot of them are have never been translated it's pretty,
1: and there's a ton of them i mean there's oh just, yeah i mean absolutely oh, yeah. a ton of them yeah, and yeah. they are just he's in our men's group and he he one day we read one was about twenty pages long. It was just engrossing, like you're saying they're fun mm-hmm. stories. Where do people go to find these stories father
2: well, a really good one is uh, are the translations of benedict award um and then uh, one that I used for its Accuracy of translation. Let me see if I can. Uh, John Wartle is the name of the guy. He just died like two years ago. I was going to write him a fan letter, uh, but it turns out he just died. Wow. But Benedict Award and John Wartle have each done great translations of these.
1: So let me just take us off track a little bit. Here at St. Joseph's uh well, we call this St. Joseph Presents but the more formal name of this organization is St. Joseph Evangelization Network and St. Joseph Radio we're going to have an open house on De- on December the 12th which I think is the feast of our lady of Guadalupe uh hope, no. o- I think right. and and that's from 1 to 4 p.m. and we're here at 1985 Bluestone Drive in St. Charles that's next sat that's next Saturday uh
2: yeah, yeah, because Sunday is the 8th, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and we'll talk about why Sunday, why, um, well, the 8th. The <laughs> We are going to talk about what the eighth is, but today is the fifth, and eighth Saturday... is
2: something significant. Yes, I've it is. I've got it in my head.
1: Yeah, it's a holy day of obligation. Oh, so, right. So, but the twelfth, I believe, is the feast of our Lady the immaculate conception. Absolutely. Which I have a, I have something in the bag here for that. So yeah. Saturday, September, December twelfth. I got a good 12th,
2: story about that too.
1: December twelfth, one to four p.m. Please come. We're going to have a little raffle, and you get to see everything. We have a chapel, so mm-hmm. you can come and pray, and it's very, very cool. Very cool. So. The eighth of December I, I once my daughter, Victoria, once had a date, a very formal dance on the eighth of December, and they had me out mm-hmm. running errands and making sure I wasn't around and all the 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 girls were there and all their family and everybody had to you know it takes like four girls to get one girl ready, and they didn't <laughs> want me to meet the boy, so anyway, so I come in, I'm all a wreck, and I come in. And this young man uh, sees me, and I said, hello, who are you? What's your name? And he says, I'm Luke. He said, said,
2: go away. Don't ever talk to my daughter. And he says, what
1: what should I call you? And I said, you should call me Mr. Karutz. Yeah. (laughs) And then I said, what is today? And I'm telling you. If without without know. blinking an eye, he snaps back. He says, today is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Nice! And I gave him this, or one of these. Can I uh, have it? Yeah, you can have that one, too. Immaculate so I got lots of Oh, uh, yeah. So anyway, it uh, is a Feast of the Immaculate Conception. And I got to say, in my yeah. opinion is, many Catholics, many Protestants, but many Catholics will mess that one up.
2: Yes, I was just going to say, I actually have started keeping a list of the number of television shows, news programs, and Uh, movies uh that get the Immaculate Conception wrong. Yeah, They think that the Immaculate Conception meant that Jesus did not – no, that Mary did not have relations with a man before she got pregnant. Which she didn't. She didn't, but that's not the Immaculate Conception. That's the virgin birth. The Immaculate Conception means – go ahead. Oh, you think I know?
1: Yeah. The Immaculate Conception is that Mary, when she was conceived in the womb When her parents had relations. Yeah. When Mary was conceived, when herself, or her her being started, she was saved by our Lord from original sin. So she was conceived without original sin. She is the Immaculate Conception. So when... uh, when, uh, uh, Talk about off the subject. So when... The angel Gabriel came to Mary, two significant things happened. One, yep. he said hail as in hello, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. didn't say hail Mary as we do. He said hail full of grace. Yeah. So a new name is also significant of a of a of a a, a change in life if you will, but in this case it was a continuation of who she was. She was Full and is full right. of grace. Never sin. So the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, December the 8th. Oh, that's But, yours. you know,
2: one of my students came up with another argument from uh-huh. that very scenario about okay. the Immaculate Conception, which I never thought, because I gave him a little student project presentation to give the class. Right. And he retold the story. He said, uh, it's a little bit, um, I won't say it's blasphemous, but it's a little edgy. He says, the angel came down to Mary... And he said, hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. You will be the mother. You, you are pregnant. And she said, how did this happen? And he says, well, when a man loves a woman very much. How is this going to happen, right? He said, well, the thing is... She clearly knew this was going to be mirac- she she clearly had taken some sort of a vow. It's
1: the of only thing that makes sense.
2: Otherwise, she wouldn't ask how she's about to get married and the angel says you're about to have a kid. You'd expect her to say, "Well, yeah, I'm just about to get married. Most people who do get married have kids." But instead she goes, "Wait, how is that possible?" Like either she was incredibly naive or she did not plan on having relations. Period. And we know
1: she was not naive, we know she wasn't stupid. She was studying in the temple since she was a very small child, right? Yeah. But Wait, the point is where? Re-
2: Who said that? Mary? Was Mary was that in Mary the
1: was No, it is not. It's uh, tradition. It's, Where's my okay. heresy button? No, I we understand that. No,
2: I, it's not heresy to believe
1: that. I yeah. just didn't know that. Well, I, scary, it's though. what I've been told off the subject. I'll come back to that in a okay, second, yeah, but yeah. so Mary what did she do? She went to Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth was having a child in her old age because that was considered a almost a punishment, right? When a woman wouldn't have a child. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, yeah. Mary is a young woman who is married at that yeah. time. And she is a Jewish young girl. She, every Jewish young girl, expects to have children. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, positively
2: expected. Yeah, so it's,
1: it. no, it's no great
2: revelation for an, that
1: an angel yeah, needs to come so what?
2: and you're going to have a kid. No
1: kidding. <laughs> so her shock can only be, as you say. Yeah. And I understand that Jewish tradition at that time, there were very pious people who would dedicate their lives. Oh, uh, sure. And, we have archaeological evidence of
2: that. There's we do. The, Q- the Qumran, uh, there's the, the, the whole Essene... Uh, complex that was discovered. There were monks. There were Jewish monks.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. And praying for the Messiah to come. Oh, boy. Now, all right. Tell me some more about those desert fathers. Father? Oh,
2: well, let's see. I was. Uh, let's see. Um, I was just looking at some more of these little stories. A Poeman said to one of his monks... You could make an entirely new world to your exact specifications, and you would still find a way to worry about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and why do we worry? You know, I mean, isn't that the most frequent phrase in scripture? Yeah. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't be concerned. <laughs> Abba Poeman said to a, monk, to a young monk,
2: you will have nothing of value to say until your heart is at peace. And you will never be at peace so long as you keep insisting that everyone listen to you. Oh, (laughs)
1: boy.
2: (laughs) These guys are so down to earth. Yeah. I uh well you've got another coin out there. I can it, see another from your bag oh holiness. Yeah.
1: And hey, look, I think everybody ought to have a little bag o' holiness. You know, I can't tell you how many times I have met people and and you know, a kind word goes a long way, but you know, give them something to, to take with them, a little takeaway, something they can hold. We're very, you know, the Catholics, we're very tactile. I yeah. really, really like humans this one. are tactile. That's the thing. It's just human. We need things. I mean,
2: how much did Elvis Presley's scarf just get? Auctioned yeah, off for gazillion dollars. People don't yeah. have a problem with that, but they, the, I mean, of course, you'd want to have something to hold, something to look at, something to smell, and yeah, yeah, the whole the whole business. I
1: got to buy more of these because I, 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 once I find something I like, I buy a lot, and then I can't find them anywhere. Look at this one, Father. This one has a very simple prayer at the back, but look what it is. It's a it's a little coin. When I when hey, you, it's the Infant of Prague. No, it? no, who is that? No, it, oh, it's it, the Sacred
2: Heart. So. No, Wait, it, is
1: it, it is. It's very. See, when I looked at it at first, I thought it looks like a shekel, you know, from from Jewish yeah. time, but it's not. It's Divine Mercy.
2: Oh, that's what's coming out. It, of here. It's
1: very very. It's a very vague mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a, a coin, and in the back, I it's, it says a, a one of these very simple phrases. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I trust in you. There you go. uh, Mother
2: Teresa was big on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abba Sisyphus said to one of his monks, how are you getting on, brother? Father, I am wasting my time, answered the monk. Excellent, answered (laughs) Sisyphus. Every now and then I waste an entire day, and I thank God for it.
1: (laughs) Well, and that is what this program is called. It's JOMO, right? Yeah. The, The joy of missing out.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's I a mean, who's where do we just get so preoccupied with all this stuff, you know? And I don't think the internet helps at all. I, I I just watch a really interesting documentary on of all things Netflix. Somebody showed it to me called "The Social Dilemma." If you haven't seen it, you should. But it's about how. The internet, these these algorithms they use to keep you interested. Oh yeah, keep you going down these rabbit holes, oh, like yeah, yeah. into deeper and darker places. Even if it's just like cat videos, it gets you. If you're a fan of cats, it'll get you like radical sort of weird stuff. If you hate cats, it'll get you into even uglier, darker stuff. But um, it's just, you know, you, there's a whole fake world out there for you to explore. <laughs> Uh, on the internet. And there's a whole real world out there for you to explore just outside your front door. And uh, if you can get out in it and turn the phone off for crying out loud.
1: So, I, you know, what I got to say, I am sort of guilty of that, too. You know, one of the things I do is I, I do a lot of, of, of YouTube things and I listen to lectures on almost yeah. anything. And I and I used to I realized this this morning. I used to do a lot more reading and I, I picked up a book and I thought this will be the tome, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this book. And I'm, Father, I'm not ten pages into it, and it's, it's been sitting on my, yeah. Th- it's called the City of God, and it's oh a, yeah, I've heard of it. It's a big one, but w- why? What am I doing? I, I go to bed at night, and I instead of sitting up and reading like I used to, I'm listening to the lectures. So I'm, I'm putting this away for a while. And 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 do a little reading. Isn't isn't that uh, what the monks do during Lent? Uh, but maybe Advent too. You yeah, do? we
2: each take a book. We have to finish it. We have to read the whole book. Don't, don't, pick, don't pick a big one like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you, yeah, I tend to pick a pretty short one. Um, I was just asking what you were saying there, or what we were talking about just reminded me, because I'm actually making a little collection that I call the sayings of the urban fathers, Ooh. Which, are just, which are just things I've heard around my own monastery. Uh-huh. <laughs> and one of them is, and I try to write them like they would, like they were ancient, but a father once said, it used to be that when the bells rung the monk would drop everything and run to prayer. Now, when the phone rings, the monk drops his prayers and runs to answer it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, isn't that the... I mean, we, we're like Pavlov's dog now. Yeah, we are being Every somehow... time
2: that phone bings, man, it's got to come out of the pocket. It's no matter terrible. what you're doing.
1: Well, let me remind you here. Let me give you something to ring. The phone number here is 636-447-6000. I can say that even faster. But if you would like to have a copy of this program, which you probably should, or any other one, please... Uh, give us a ring at 636 447 6000. And please don't forget, next Saturday is the open house. Bring a friend, come and see us. Uh, you, you will, um, it starts at 1 when the program ends. Uh, and then you can walk around. We have a chapel, little gift shop. Uh, there's a raffle for some exquisite, exquisite pe- uh, what is that, like a tapestry? Oh, it's a quilt. Well, Isn't a that cool?
2: Quilt? Yeah, That's and we're cool.
1: Catholic. We have stuff, and I bet you what you pro- you could probably get these little metal things that I uh, love to carry around in, in my bag. Oh, look, I got a blue one, blue rosary too. Ooh, pretty. All right, so we are talking about Jomo, the joy of missing out, and the Desert Fathers. And this is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri. I know I'm late on making that announcement. I'm your host, Peter Karutz, and we're here with Father Augustin Weta. Hello again. And these Desert Fathers are fascinating, funny, and, and relevant. F- and f- fantastic. Fantastic. You know, you said <laughs> one about uh, every knee shall bend. Yeah. And we, we made a little joke about, uh, very little, about maybe using the the name of God. But it really reminded me of a buddy of mine who I really like. He's a good, Mm. good man. But he had a very bad habit of using uh, the GD all the time. Yeah, That's easy to do. All the time, falling into habit. So what I would do... I got a
2: theory about that, too, which I'll expound upon in a second.
1: So what I would do is every time he did it, I started bowing my head. I tell you, it wasn't a couple of days. And he stopped one day and he says... You're bowing your head. <laughs> I didn't say a word to him. Yeah. I just bowed my head. I yeah. said, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. At the, well, at the we
2: do. At it in the monastery, whenever you say the name of Jesus, every we, we all bow our heads. Yeah.
1: At, at mass, I've noticed It some... was
2: really funny because one of our abbots gave a sermon where he said, it's all about Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And we're all <laughs> in this looking like a bunch of chickens, like bowing our heads.
1: It was really funny. Uh, but I, I see that at mass sometimes. I, there's, we have a deacon, and, and he and he's up at the altar. And I noticed, I started noticing him. Every time the, Jesus was mentioned, his head would bow. Every single mm. time. Every single time. Yeah, well, good. Yeah.
2: Uh. Yeah. Speaking of what, oh, oh, oh I was going to say about the that that phrase. Yes. I uh, I have this really good friend who writes books for atheist children. Oh, wonderful. He, yeah. No, he's a he's a good man, a great man. Even he won like every literary award there is. He wrote a, a series called the His Dark Materials, and the enemy in the book is the Catholic Church and. And so on and so forth. I don't think it's as bad as everybody says. But in any case, he and I became friends, and we had this argument about the faith. And he said, well, the problem with Catholicism is that it te- teaches kids to be afraid of sex and hate their bodies, and then they can just scorn the world because it's passing anyway. They can look forward to heaven. And I, at first I thought, yeah, that makes sense. But then I started thinking, well, wait a second um, – I don't think the you know the French don't seem to be afraid of sex and they're they're Catholic and you know for that matter the Italians oh my goodness the Spanish yeah. I mean these people are not afraid of their bodies hate their bodies ashamed of their body I think it's just this sort of weird Victorian British. Um well, it's it's just sound just because it's they say it doesn't make know, it true. Yeah. Well but but I but I do think there is a strain mm. of Christianity that is like that. I mean oh, well, you're, you can't dance because it might you were well, yeah, the Baptists dirty. are kinda like that. Um you can't drink, you can't you know. Yeah. But I, and and I got to think and we started having this debate over letters over the mail. Where we we're we were translating bad words from different languages. <laughs> yeah. And in English, if you say G D, yeah. nobody notices. Yeah. If you say a body word,
1: Right. Oh that's wow. Yeah. Oh fun, my goodness. Right? Yeah. Uh,
2: even on the radio I could almost say G D if I weren't on a Catholic radio. Yeah. But but a body word would be so so what does that say about our culture? Because in Italy, you can say body words all you want. But if you want to stop the conversation, if you want everyone in oh, the cafe, yeah, turn, yeah, yeah, you say, yeah. mortaci tua. You say, <laughs> I curse your rotting ancestors. Oh, really? Yeah. And in France, uh, it, at least in, in French-speaking Canada, because I don't know about real France, uh, they, if you want to really curse, you say tabernacle. I curse you by the tabernacle. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's. Wow. But but see, this is what's. The, and I have this theory that that's what happens when you take the Eucharist out of the Christian faith. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it's just about the book. Then you can scorn the body. But so long as you're consuming the Eucharist, your body is physically Join. holding. Yeah. Jesus, you are a living tabernacle. Yeah,
1: and I and I, I I'm gonna. You can't scorn the world when when it is infused with divinity like that. And I'm just going to say that I think that that – Idea that people attribute to the Catholic Church that we, you know, we're kind of against sex and all that other stuff, and you want to keep people down. Well, why and would that, we but have it's s- nonsense? Yeah, I mean,
2: celibacy would be would mean nothing if we were giving up something evil. The Absolutely point is we're giving right. up something good. Absolutely, and that's right. why it's <laughs> you know you fast because food is good. Right. Not for not because you hate food. Yeah,
1: when you gave some, <laughs> if you give somebody a gift and it's a really ugly, rotten gift, you, you, that's kind of crazy. You know, you give yeah. somebody a gift that is valuable yeah. and meaningful to you, but I'm a numbers guy. So from a statistical basis, young people who have sex early are, and especially girls, are five times more likely to attempt suicide. That's a bad thing. People who are married and having a good sexual relationship Tend to live longer; they're healthier. God is telling yeah. us yes all the time. It's not a no. You're not saying look forward to the afterlife. Well, we are, but these are all good things. The yeah. church isn't saying no; it's saying yes. Well, this and and what does the
2: church have to? I mean, what do all these celibate men have to gain by telling people not to have? Sex? I, it's like we we invented all these rules just to make people miserable. Well, but but these rules have evolved over thousands of years by trial and error. That's right. Like your parents, I, I have a terrible time convincing my students that their parents have set up these rules, not because they want to make their kids as miserable as they are, <laughs> but because they made those mistakes and don't want to have to see their kids repeat
1: them. That's right. So, And this is JOMO, the joy of missing out. because yeah. there there, And sometimes we miss out things that are good for something that is better.
2: Well, yeah, and the irony is that when you give up something, you God is not outdone in generosity. Oh, that yeah. you always get everything back and more, somehow.
1: Oh wow! I didn't. I thought we had more time. Well, oh we got no! The, so we are. This is Jomo, the joy of missing out. We're joy We're missing out of something in order to find something better. I'm going to remind everybody that on January 2nd, that's a Saturday, January 2nd, when 2020 is over again. Thank Yay. goodness! Almost said. Something else. Uh, yeah. After the 8 o'clock Mass, Father Augustine is going to be speaking on humility rules, which is good. And next Saturday from 1 to 4, we have our open house right here at 1985 Bluestone Drive, St. Joseph Evangelization Network. Go get your own little bag of spiritual goodies Yay! to help and give to Father. You've got a quick that blessing myself. for us.
2: Benedict vos omnipotens Deus pater et filius et spiritus sanctus.
1: Well, that was quick.
2: Yeah, I did it in Latin so that even the angels could understand. Go! <laughs> that was tell parasy. people to come back next week and <laughs> join us here again.
1: See ya.